Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters Weekly Recap of the CBS drama, Madam Secretary. This week's episode was called Revelation. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm with my sister, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. And Julie, ding dong, the doomsday cult is dead. (laughs) I was like, thank goodness they somehow... I I was going with the storyline, no matter what, as long as that cult blew up, Leanne. Okay, there were some improbable twists and turns, and we're going to be talking about it. but But whatever they needed to do, including those fake Lego helicopters in that one scene, <laughs> whatever, whatever they needed to do, Leanne, I was all in on, on this, you know, they even had to bring in Russians for goodness sake. I know. I know. At one point, Russell was explaining what had just happened. And I was like, thank you, Russell. Cause I just didn't understand what had happened. <laughs> he was explaining. Hi. I like when they do those scenes in Madam Secretary where maybe the plot gets a little too twisty and turny for the yeah. average TV viewer or Leon. And so I appreciated that. But yeah, this episode had three storylines, one global, two personal. Uh, the personal ones I thought were both very satisfying. Um, yes. But the global one, we did pick up the thread of the doomsday cult. And now it's working with Al-Qaeda to release a biological weapon. I mean, all, almost everything about that was wackadoodle really but <laughs> no again but just just go with it Leanne. right if it, it, yes you know if yep. it got us to the conclusion that we wanted that we wouldn't have to be dealing with the do- doomsday cult anymore right. i was all for it okay and then we had blake's storyline so yes. last week we got to know blake a lot better we know he is a cat we know he likes to talk to his mom on the way to work and now we know that he's bisexual and mm. and so does everyone including madam secretary like he finally confessed his sexuality to his boss or informed his sexuality to his boss. And she responded in typical perfect MSEC fashion. I know. I know. That was it. I mean, Bess was the boss, you know, I always wanted and always wanted to be, you know, to have that sort of warm, but strong, uh, professional, but still willing to understand the personal approach. And that was a great final scene that we'll talk about. And then the third storyline was, uh, was Stevie deciding not to go to law school right on Stevie. <laughs> all right. Okay. McCords. What's up with them, Leanne? That's what? all I'm going to say. <laughs> I mean, I don't know though. You know, this week, our sister Liz Dolan, we do a regular podcast satellite sisters, but our sister Liz Dolan has broken off. She's the Diana Ross of the group. And she's doing a podcast called I hate my boss about workplace issues. And this week, Liz, Liz recalled that when she was 24, she almost went to law school. Do you mm-hmm. recall that? And she said yeah. on the show, like, it would have been the worst mistake of my life because I just realized she applied, she got in, she was like seconds away from going to law school. And then she realized, I don't want to be a lawyer. <laughs> so. And apparently your dog, Steffi, does not want no. Liz to be a lawyer no. either. Yeah, no. she agrees. She agrees. It was funny, though, in this week's Madam Secretary, when I was watching it, I tape it and I watch it Monday morning because I have to take notes and everything like that. And there was the scene at the end of the show when uh, Russell rings the doorbell at the house. 
Yes. And Steffi freaked out. She's like, doorbell, <laughs> doorbell. <laughs> so, that That's good. good. I'm glad she's attentive to Madam Secretary. All right. So let's just get through this doomsday cult story. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, we had we had some pretty good visuals. A lot of zero dark 30, you know, type of visuals. A lot of helicopters in this. People in tunnels. I mean, those were pretty, like, cheesy looking helicopters. You know, they're a TV show, Julie. I know, I know. Again, whatever it takes. Okay, they needed needed to to have some helicopter scenes. They needed... Yeah, that's that was all good. Just, yeah. yeah, they needed that's you know, they're trying their best there. There's there's only so much they can pay for special effects and that's okay. Uh we don't want to encourage them. But um, you know, we had the night vision goggles, we had uh-huh. the scenes of everybody sitting around in this you know, in the in the security Sit room. room. Right. Yeah. The, watching everything. And then we had that little spat in the Oval Office between um Bess and Henry because right. Bess is being read in on what's happening, and it turns out, oh, Henry's going to Jerusalem to lead this top secret team to, I you know, know like, liaise with Mossad. I mean, what the- Seal Team Zero. That's what I say, Leanne. I mean, he has two broken legs, and he's on crutches. I know. This is your top team that you're sending to, like, to figure everything out? That was like total SEAL Team Zero. I was with Beth, Bess on that. Obviously, she doesn't want her husband to go. You know, he it just, he's not, you know, he just got shot. Uh, he is shot. Yeah, the reason he has the broken legs, I mean, in real life, he had a ski accident. But uh, Henry on TV, he got shot by a member of this doomsday cult. So he go he goes off. He's doing some liaising there with the you know the the security uh, uh, the Mossad. What like their our version right. of, their version of the CIA. He's doing that. Uh, things are in the tunnel. They have to go into some secret tunnels that everyone right. knows are there. And oh, lo and behold, all the Doomsday Cult guys get killed except the leader. He gets wounded pretty badly, but none of the Al Qaeda guys. So it turns out that Al-Qaeda appears to have duped them and just taken this biological weapon themselves. So never trust Al-Qaeda. There you go. (laughs) Do not get in a tunnel with Al-Qaeda. I mean, those those cult guys are pretty dumb. I mean, I mean, come on. They're dumb. They had spent too much time like in the woods there. You know, you know, that was I mean, what were they thinking? So so they're all I don't really believe that they would work with Al Qaeda, like because of their philosophy. But okay, you're right. We're just going with that. Then there were more helicopters and somehow the Russians had to get involved. And so we have Russian troops and American troops working together. And then we have, you know, the shaky cam, like night vision goggles you know, right. kind of footage as they go into the house to discover the biohazard. And then there's a firefight and oops, the Americans bombs hit the Russian soldiers, the wrong target. <laughs> that was bad. That was bad. That's really bad. Just really bad. Right. If you're going to make a mistake, don't bomb the Russians. Okay. Just that again, really this bad. is all going to be part of the New York times story that they do on <laughs> MSEC about this whole sort of arms <laughs> deal. This yeah. is her Iran Contra. Maggie Haberman at the New York Times. She's working on this story right now. Okay. <laughs> I know she is. Okay. I mean, really, MSEC, this was bad. The the Russians getting killed, not good. Yeah. Uh so and then here he comes. Oliver is back, apparently the only IT guy in the US government. He's back. Yes. I, I'm happy. He didn't like Silicon Valley, Leon. He wants to be back. Do you think there's a chance? That he and Daisy are going to reunite. 
I think so, Jewel. Okay. And I think they're going to raise the baby of the dead CIA uh, officer. But yes. So I think that may be why they brought him back. And then in sort of a freakish echo of what's actually happening in the news, there was a whole conversation about Nixon and Watergate. Could you believe (laughs) that? Yeah, that was just... I mean, that was crazy. Really? I know. I mean, when did they write that? I mean, how... A couple I, months I, ago, you know, they're yes, not... I, that's right. So... Whew. Okay. So uh, then we have Henry trying to, quote, deprogram the cult leader. Ugh, I thought that, that was... was- tedious and i, I wanted to you, Leanne. i agree that it's like i don't care about this guy i don't care that i can't understand what he's saying because he's got tubes in his mouth and his nose so uh, i just did not yeah uh, who cares that was a and big then, who cares. yeah and like henry sort of invoking you know the prayer of saint francis make yes. me an instrument of your peace i thought i was offended by that yeah. i was deprogramming him. <laughs> I, like, I, like saint, I like saint francis my favorite saint. Okay. So uh, I just have really, Henry? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And okay. then they suss out, oh, the target of the biological weapon. It wasn't in the house. It wasn't in the crash helicopter. They're, they're going after the Pope. They're, they're going to Rome where, of course, oops, Bess is with her whole team at a right. G20 summit. All right. So, mm-hmm. uh, so they've left the kids at home with Stevie. More on that later. And uh, Bess is in, in Rome. Henry is in quote, London, air quotes, and, (laughs) oh, it's, they're going after the Pope. Oh, wait, no, they're going after Dalton. So all of a sudden there's some indication at the G20 dinner, the formal dinner, that a biological weapon is being released into the air. And this was, (laughs) this was the jump the shark moment for me in this story. Madam Secretary starts barking security orders at Jay. The policy wonk. Like, right. Like as if he is going to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, go that, check the HVAC system, Jay. Turn it off. I mean, he's Jay. I, <laughs> I know. I didn't get that. Okay. And again, they're in this Italian vi- villa, but yet the HVAC vac system has giant red levers that make it really easy to shut it down. I mean, do you think that's what the HVAC system looks like in an Italian vi- villa? And I like it that it was just one security guard yeah. in an Armani jacket. I know. That, and, you know, you have the G20 meeting right. world leaders. There's one guy. That's it. He comes down to the basement, <laughs> turns those big levers. Okay. The world yeah. is saved. The chain of command, Madam Secretary, Jay the policy wonk, HVAC tech. And that's yeah. hard to believe. But okay. Whew. They save President Dalton. Even though yep. he's wearing suspenders. We're going to talk okay. about that later. Um, okay. And then we wrap this, you know, this, this, this storyline up. Henry and his FBI buddy have a, um, they, Henry has a line about having front row seats to all the ugliness in the names of our religions. And yep. that's kind of a nice moment. But by then I was tired, <laughs> tired. I was singing hallelujah, Leon. That's what I was singing. A lot like Steffi. Steffi's really happy that we're not going to be talking about the doomsday cult. Okay. All right. One sec. Let me go quiet her down. Oh, she's quieted down. Okay. So uh, second storyline. Let's go to Stevie. Should we go to Stevie? Yes. All right. So um, so both her parents are one's going on a G20 mission. Her father's going on the secret mission. So they asked Stevie to run the show a little bit at home and they're concerned because she, she gives in too easy. Stevie, who's supposed to be the rebel, uh, gives in too easy and agrees to help her, you know, secretary of state mother and her spy father out, uh, by making sure that the teenagers get to school. 
I didn't understand this land. And Bess goes on and says, I don't want to clip her wings. Here she is. Bess is worried that Stevie's not having enough fun. Okay, let's review. Stevie used to date like a heroin user. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So she's had plenty of fun. Yeah. And did our mom ever worry that we weren't <laughs> having no. enough fun? No. No, no Liam. So yeah. anyway, but, but Bess is worried about Stevie because she doesn't want her to just become a homebody. She wants her to spread her wings and she wants her to go to Harvard Law School, Liam. Right. And they, that's really it. She just, her rings have already been clipped. I mean, let's face it. She got in line. She obviously got good grades in college. She got engaged to some British guy when she was like 20. And now she works at the White House and does exactly what her mother wants her to do. And she got waitlisted at Harvard Law School. So she has to go to Georgetown and Bess just can't let it go. Talk it. There are a lot of helicopters in this show. And Bess was one of them like <laughs> helicoptering in. <laughs> so, so Russell sets up uh, chief of staff, Russell and Stevie's boss sets up a special meet between Stevie and the Harvard law school admissions guy who just happens to be in DC. And I believe if you're the chief of staff of the president, that that would happen. Like, I believe that. Uh, but, oh, of course, Jason, who she thought was faking and she may go to school, actually may be having some sort of uh, appendicitis, right? Acute yeah. appendicitis. Yeah. So she has to make the classic Sophie's choice, go to the hospital or go meet with the admissions director of Harvard Law School. And she picks go to the hospital. And yeah. uh, this creates a very funny conference call, actually, with her parents. I thought that was pretty funny. When- okay, can I talk about it, Leanne? My yeah. head was exploding again. Let's okay. review. They're having a non-secure conference call with the Secretary of State and the head of SEAL Team Zero, okay, uh, where they're disclo- you know, they're able to disclose their locations, okay, and they're just on a cell phone. You cannot do that, people, okay? Okay, carry on. Okay. <laughs> I just, think you can do anything now, Julie. I don't. I just. The lesson we need of, to have some secure lines, Leanne. Okay. We need. We need some sat phones. Okay. All right. Burner phones. Anything. Just not, just not your iPhone. Uh, no, Leanne. All right. So uh, ultimately, though, Stevie decides uh, that she she doesn't want to go to law school. Not yet. She feels like she's serving her country by supporting her mother in her very important work, which I thought was actually a very sweet thing to say. Did you buy that? What did you think of that, Leanne? Yeah, I thought it was a very sweet thing to say. You know, it's like she's finally looking up and she's like, my mother is the secretary of state. Oh, my gosh. That's a huge job. Like, I think it's finally dawning on her that her mother has a giant job. So I... Yeah, I think she probably doesn't want to go to law school anyway. And so she okay. looks up and sees like, you know what? I that maybe this is where I should be. Instead of planning for the future, I should work for today. Which I think is you know, what a okay. lot of kids go through after college or sort of struggling. Sometimes graduate schools seem like an easy way out because they haven't been in the real world. And then she looks around and says, Oh, it's a real world application and this would be important to my family and there are probably other ways I can serve. So that was my guess. You didn't, okay. you didn't buy it because okay. well, I, I, I don't know if someone is about to like open the door for you to go to Harvard law school, seems like a really good opportunity to me, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just saying. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good point. But okay. it's not like, oh, first of all, I was just screaming deferment on, uh, you know, just take <laughs> deferment. <laughs> Even if you just defer, Georgetown, just put down a year. deposit and don't show up, but yeah. save your spot. Yeah. Yeah. Just defer, okay. you know, okay. maybe not say no right away. But then I heard Liz's podcast, like 
She thought, I'll just go to law school because work is hard. I don't know what to do with my life. Oh, I don't want to go to law school. I think that happens. So yes. okay, Maybe Harvard Law School or not, you know, I yes. think that happens. Okay. So uh, so she's decided not to go to law school. And, uh, and we'll see how that goes over with her mom and dad when they get home from wherever they are, London and Rome. Okay. Um, all right. In the meantime, we have Blake's storyline. And we learned a little bit about Blake last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but we also learned that he's very private about his private life. And that's the way he wants to keep it. Now, he's off to this G20 summit. It's being organized by a bank will be there presenting. And it's a bank that he used to work for. And he's very uptight about seeing these bankers again. And he has a Nadine Couch session there. Right. <laughs> that was nice. I like I like that. It was. I mean, I like that. I like that exchange. I like that relationship between those two characters. And I, you know, and I like the way it sort of played out. I mean, you know, Nadine is just totally cool. You know, she was just listening, not offering advice and let him sort of, you know, work, work it out amongst himself, you know? Right. And he, he was struggling with this idea that he left banking after one year to go into public service. And now all the people he worked with are filthy rich and he's in public service. So I I think that's a real struggle, but we, we get the underlying feeling something else is going on. And as it turns out, one of the bankers there, uh, not only knows Blake, but they dated for nine months. You could, you could see that a mile away, right? Yeah. They were saying, you know, that yeah. there was something between these two. Right. They were not just colleagues, that there, there had been a relationship. Yep. So afterwards, right. And, 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 uh, Blake is very reluctant to sort of introduce this banker to his, his current colleagues. He doesn't really qualify how he knows him or anything. So then there's a follow-up scene in the bar. And I thought that was a beautifully underwritten scene between the two men where, Mm -hmm. you know, former boyfriends trying to figure it out. He accuses Blake of still being in the closet. And Blake just says, basically, I like to keep my private life private. I don't think it really impacts my work. And oh, by the way, I'm not gay. I'm, I'm bi. And the guy's mm-hmm. not buying it, but gay is, but Blake is sticking with his story there. So, yeah. uh, and, um, and then, you know, they talk, I thought that was a really well-written scene. And yeah. so then he's clearly thinking a lot about it, thinking about this idea of how can people ever really get to know you if you don't tell them their truth? Do you ever really have any true experiences? So on the way back from the airport, um, he decides to confess to Madam Secretary, tell his boss basically that yeah. he's bi. And she, first of all, is wearing, just finally, she's wearing like cozy clothes on the way home, you know, which I appreciated. She had on a really nice cashmere sweater. I mean, she, she had done a lot of work, Leanne. She had like sort of saved the leaders of the free world. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, uh, she's saying, (laughs) she's saying goodbye to Blake and he says, uh, okay, I, you know, Madam Secretary, I'm bye. She's like, bye. I'll see you in the morning. (laughs) I know. I know. It was... I, and he just started bumbling and rambling and more yeah. bumbling and more rambling. And the nice part was that uh, I liked her reaction. I mean, she said nothing. She really said nothing. Right. Ryan, but she right. listened. Right. Uh, and he got it all out. You know, he just really wanted to tell someone that he works very closely with and whom he admires. He said he admires the, the secretary of state and he just wanted her to know this about himself, you know, and, and then I, I thought it was just she touching that she, she, you know, she got out of the car 
and gave him a nice big hug. That yeah. was nice. Yes, that was a very real gesture. And uh, and that was a very nice moment. So that wrapped up the ep- episode and it wrapped up the Doomsday Cult. And we got to know a little bit more. I think we're going to see more in the next season about I like these personal stories. I'm curious yeah. about where Stevie's headed. You know, maybe we'll see more from Blake or more from other characters as we get to know them. Oliver returning. Right. That could have implications for Daisy. I know. Poor so, Daisy was just nauseous in this episode. I, I mean, <laughs> just you felt sorry for her. You did. A little overseas trip. You know, she's pregnant. You know, first thing she wants to do is like hit the garbage can to. Uh, I know. And you have to thing. give a press briefing. Oh, gosh, oh, that must oh, be terrible. Poor thing. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, we have, we have encouraged Madam Secretary to do this, to tell us more about the staff. We like to hear these, the, the backstories of the staff members. We like to see that exchange. And so they're finally delivering, Leanne. Yes, okay. So yes. we're, we're happy about that. Yes. Uh, okay. So what, what do we have? Binders full of blouses. Okay. Uh, first of all, I thought there were just some great blouses this week. Yes. She, the big giant yes. ruffle blouse. That oh, would look good on you. Yeah. That was I, a nice blouse. I thought, I thought it would look good on you too, Leanne. I think we should all get the big, <laughs> the big ruffle. ruffle. This is one big ruffle going down. It was, it was just a beautiful blouse. Yeah. And then there was that wrappy kind of goldish one that she had too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That was good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the red dress at the G20 dinner, unexpected little two-piece dress. It looked like a little bit of sparkle there. Liked it very much. We don't see her in red a lot, you know, so that no, was I, Yeah. The thing about it was the fabric was beautiful. The color was bold. And, and yet the, the, like the design of the dress with that little jacket and, and, you know, a sort of, it was the single long sheath. It was still a very conservative look. So something that a Madam Secretary could wear. So she was still making a strong fashion statement with the color and the fabric, but the design was, uh, was just perfect. So it was a good, a good touch land. Yeah. And I like the way she had her hair just sort of pulled back with the blingy barrette off center did you see yeah that? that's you land you could do yeah. that okay okay <laughs> believe me taking notes and then a peter frampton t-shirt good to see frampton comes alive right there yeah. uh yeah. on madam secretary i do have to call out the suspenders on potus though like could yeah, he buddy. just be any duller that guy with now he's <laughs> suspenders grandpa well i guess a lot of men uh with the formal with the tuxedo leon do not like cummerbunds. But he you had know him that. on in the Oval Office. He had him yeah. on, you know, in a scene with a suit. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm not the grandpa understand. suspenders. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe they're comfortable. You know, more comfortable than a belt or a cummerbund. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, maybe they are. Maybe they are. All right. Anything else, Jewel? Next week's season finale. So I know. So that's exciting. Okay. And I, you know, I just, uh, I, I hope that, you know, we see more of Nadine next week. I think maybe that could be, uh, that would be a nice treat for us to have a little storyline with Nadine and keep, keep the Blake coming. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. Keep the Blake coming. Love it. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. You can listen to our weekly podcast, Satellite Sisters, at iTunes, Stitchers, or at SatelliteSisters.com. This week, Julie and I discussed the New York Times Magazine story on open marriages. We have some, we have some questions about that. Right, Jill? Oh, yeah. A few. A few. No judgment, just a lot of opinion about it. <laughs> okay. We also discuss uh, the workout routine Pippa Middleton is doing to get ready for a wedding. So you see, we've got some heavy-hitting stuff there. <laughs> 
and then uh, and then stop buying avocado toast millennials so you can buy a house. We discussed that too. Uh, we're the Satellite Sisters. Jewel, have a great week. You too, Leon. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sister. 